good morning. I'm Anna Marie, and it's time for Focus. Today we're talking about safety, and specifically safety on the road. Our special guest is a repeat offender, Lieutenant Bill Miller from the Tennessee Highway Patrol. Welcome back. Hello, and thank you for having me back. It's so good to be able to see you in person again. I love it. Uh, an actual person in front of me, just but we're still socially distancing, but, yes. it's, it, but it is very nice. Yes. Well, uh, I think that's... <clears throat> Partly a contributing factor to some of the things we'll be talking about today, the fact that people have been pent up and cooped up for so long. We're going to talk about safety on the roads. And specifically, let's start with the, what is it, the 100 deadliest days? Yes, actually, we're going into the 100 days of summer heat. That's what we have referred to it for many years. But there's about 100 days on average of summer. So uh, with that being said, yes, this is a very dangerous time to be on the highway. Uh, We are aware of that, and we're taking every measure that we can to try to curve that and make the highways safer. Well, so why is it more deadly this time of year? Do you know? Is it because there are more, just more people on the road? or When the weather warms up, people typically take their vacations during that time. So mm-hmm. we do see a lot of vacation traffic. And this year is really unique because so many people have had that pent-up cabin fever type mm-hmm. of feeling. They, there's been many people who have, who have heeded to the rule of social distancing and have not seen anyone in person uh, for some time yeah so now they're out and about now we're going to do everything the restrictions are somewhat off uh, for the most part we're, we're getting back to that normal way of life of getting out and about and seeing people and and, and spending time with people in person so with that being said yes uh, they have really hit the roads <laughs> so are we back to pre-quarantine numbers on the roads I have not seen an official study, but if you look around the the flow of traffic or the lack of the flow of traffic, Mm -hmm. how it's just so congested, I would have to say, yes, we are are back to the pre-pandemic stages of traffic flow. Again, with that being said, the traffic is heavy, so we're experiencing a lot of uh, incidents on the highway, a lot of rear-end, bumper-to-bumper collisions again. Mm. So drivers need to be mindful that there's, there's no longer that freedom of access like there was during the actual pandemic stage. And you said that this is a specifically deadly time for teenagers. That is correct. Yes, ma'am. The first two weeks of July, from what we've seen for the last three years, have been the deadliest time for teens. Over the last uh, last three years, there's been 16 teenagers killed during this time, from July 1st through the 14th. And the deadliest dates during that time period is July 5th through the 8th, where 11 of those uh, teens were killed during that time frame. So that is very troubling. That's a, that's a very troubling trend that uh, as a parent myself, I have three teenage drivers, excuse me, two teenage drivers. My oldest daughter just turned 20. Mm-hmm. So that's still very troubling to me and, uh, and because uh, once our children leave our home and they're out there driving, driving now on their own, we try our best to have control and, and know where they are and what they're doing with different apps on the phones and so forth. But but they're still away from us, and they're still driving, and they're still at their own hands as far as mm-hmm. what they do. Making their own decisions about whether to speed up, slow down, turn right, turn left, whatever. Correct. What do we think is happening? Why does it seem to be more deadly for teenagers this time of year? Like school is out, and as we know, teenagers just can't sit still at home. They, they're, 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 they're very active. They want to be involved. They want to be engaged, whether it be sporting events <clears throat> whether it be a travel baseball game or, or a soccer game or, or a pool party, anything that they, can, that they can participate in, teens like to congregate. They want to be with their friends. Mm-hmm. And now that we are getting past the, the pandemic, we're going to see more and more of our teenagers wanting to congregate and be with their friends more. So that's to be expected. 
But we need to understand our teenagers, and our teenagers need to understand where we're coming from about traffic safety. As not only Highway Patrol, when I say we, but as a parent, where we're coming from as parents, mm-hmm. leave the phones alone. The distracting driving crashes are going up through the roof on all age groups. So teenage drivers obviously don't have the experience as a seasoned driver. They need to slow down, wear their seatbelts. Again, we're seeing we're seeing unrestrained fatalities rise. Unrestrained fatalities. Unrestrained fatalities is correct. Uh, and, and simply, again, as I said, leave the phone alone. Do not drive distracted and slow down. Don't speed. That's another. Speeding is the largest contributing factor to our fatalities in Tennessee. Oh, wow. If you back that up a little bit, that also seems like that means people are leaving late. They're starting later and trying to get somewhere on a deadline of some sort. You're 100 percent right. You, you've have you been riding our patrol cars with us? <laughs> have you been seeing this? <laughs> I live with someone someone who is kind of chronically late. I understand. And so I see what's happening. I see why he's late, and then he will try and make up the the time on the road. I've seen it. I'm like, well, <laughs> that that is a bad practice to have, and we almost shake that practice if we have it. Uh, I've learned long ago that if you're on time, you're late. So allow yourself time to be early. So that's uh, that's something that the Highway Patrol has taught me many years ago. If you're on time, you're late. Because you don't know what you'll encounter. You do not. You do not. There's any scenario that you can imagine can happen. Your car can break down. You can have an incident. There could be somebody else has an incident that slows traffic down. But what we're seeing is that during the pandemic, when obviously the, the interstates and, the, and the, the highways were very free of traffic, mm-hmm. those people who wanted to speed who or who were chronic speeders mm-hmm. drove even faster. Oh, my goodness. They did. So we dealt with triple-digit speeds all day long. Yeah. But those drivers that, that were driving excessively, speeding as far as speeding, mm-hmm. they, they liked the feel of having an interstate quote to themselves. Mm-hmm. And their mindset has not adjusted to the fact that now they are sharing the road again with just about everyone. Yeah. That we're all back out on the roadways. We're all back out of our homes and going back to our places of work or to the grocery stores or to mm-hmm. family get-togethers, friends get-togethers, whatever the case may be. So they have not adjusted their mindset or their speed to slow back down. So mm-hmm. we are seeing excessive force crashes where speed is, uh, is, is the primary contributing factor to those crashes. So uh, that's an area that drivers need to really understand is that we're all back out on the road, slow down, and share the road safely. And you said excessive force, meaning they were going really fast and they hit something really hard. Correct. The damage that's being caused to vehicles and the carnage that's being experienced to, to drivers and passengers, motors in general, is horrific. And it's all due to the excessive force con- that is brought from the speed. Mm-hmm. So, and that's uh, that's something we need to really understand and, and really get a grip on as drivers. Mm-hmm. That the vehicle can only is only designed to handle and operate to a limit. We're exceeding those limits with the traffic congestion and the speeds. And if you exceed the limits, your safety features are not going to protect you past a certain point. That's correct. Again, that car is only designed to do so much Mm -hmm. it can only protect you to a certain degree and if you're pushing the envelope if you're pushing murphy's law Mm -hmm. it's going to happen yeah so i can i I see where you're going with that because if my airbag uh inflates but the steering wheel comes into my body because i was going so fast and hit something so hard it's not going to help or the car crushes around you yes or you're flipping and rolling the vehicle multiple times yes there's going to be failure okay uh, if you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus. We're talking about safety on the road with Tennessee Highway Patrol Lieutenant Bill Miller. 
Are there more road rage incidents being reported? We are seeing some more some some road rage incidents occur. Thankfully, not anything uh, more than what we have experienced in the past. But by the time we do get to where a possible road rage incident has happened, the mm-hmm. violator as many times as has, has already has already left the scene. Yeah, true. So, but what we need drivers to do is simply back off from a, an aggressive driver. Do not engage an aggressive driver. Right. Get on the phone, call 911, or call star 847. Star 847 equals star THP. That's what the 847 stands mm-hmm. for. And what will that do? It will get you to the nearest dispatcher where a, a local police officer, deputy sheriff, or star 847 will get you to the Tennessee Highway Patrol dispatch, and a trooper will be brought to your location. Let us respond. Let us observe what this driver is doing, and let us take the, take the appropriate actions and address this driver. Yeah. Do not try to, to engage or, uh, or address a reckless driver or a road rage incident driver because mm-hmm. you do not know what that person's doing. You don't know what their mindset is. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're under the influence of some type of narcotic or alcohol or combination. Sure. You don't know what weapons they may or may not have in their vehicle. So it's really not worth you trying to prove your point that someone cuts you off. Mm-hmm. Notify law enforcement. Allow us to come out there because... Uh, we have seen a couple areas in the state where there have been more incidents of road rage, but all in all, the numbers are still pretty consistent. We have a lot of construction going on. Do you tend to see more incidents of traffic crashes, road rage, anything like that around construction areas? What we see a lot in traffic, uh, as far as traffic in construction areas, is speed. Ah. We see a lot of speed. We see a lot of injury to workers in construction zones. Mm. Uh TDOT has had a horrific history of their workers being struck, injured, or even killed within inside the construction zones. That is something that we are very mindful of. Uh, drivers need to understand that that's an office. That's where drivers are working. There's large equipment that's moving and, and, and making lots of loud noises. The people working in that construction zone a lot of times have earphones on where they, they because of the because of the noise from the construction equipment. Yeah. They may not hear approaching vehicles. They may not hear horns being blown. Oh, wow. So their focus is on their job, trying to do their job mm-hmm. you know, correctly. So what we need drivers to do is simply slow down through these construction zones. Uh, there's little room for error when you're in these construction zones. So we do see a lot of times people will clip bumpers, and then you have crashes. And then you have severe crashes as well from speed mm-hmm. in these construction zones. And when that happens, you have nowhere to divert traffic because the, the shoulders are a lot of times closed. The median is sometimes closed. Yeah. You have nowhere to go except to back traffic back up to the nearest exits and try to turn the traffic that's already past that ramp around mm-hmm. to get back to the on-ramp so they can exit the interstate. Oh, my goodness. So so uh, construction zones, are they are unique in themselves. Mm-hmm. We, we have to have them, obviously. But drivers need to understand that they are very dangerous areas of the roadway to be driving for those because those workers – Lives depend on us as drivers to be safe. So really, uh, Lieutenant Miller, you could have just walked in and said, tell everybody to slow down and then walked back out because that seems to be. It's really speed, uh, not wearing your seatbelt, driving under the influence of alcohol or drugs, distracted driving, and failure to maintain your lane of travel. That's your top contributing factors to fatalities in Tennessee. Oh, wow. And speed is the very top one. Some study recently said some people feel like they almost forgot how to drive during the pandemic because they were staying home, working from home, not being able to go anywhere. Does that seem to be what you're seeing on the roads? Well, I'm wondering if some people ever knew how to drive, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) 
I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> Forgot how. They didn't know how. <laughs> sometimes you wonder if they even knew how to in the first place. Yeah. When it rains, slow down. Oh, yeah. Not speed up. That's a factor uh, we see in Tennessee a lot. When it rains, drivers don't slow down. They, they, they believe that their, their bald tires on their vehicle are going to handle the same as they are on a dry stretch of pavement. Mm-hmm. Drivers need to make sure the vehicle is properly uh, equipped. They, you know, so I said bald tires. We see, we see crashes all the time where drivers are driving on very slick tires. Mm-hmm. Their belts are showing on their tires. They don't have proper brakes. Their brakes are worn out. Their windshield wipers are not working properly. Mm-hmm. Or their headlights are not turned on during, during, oh. during wet weather. Yeah. This is all pre-pandemic. So now we're seeing when drivers are coming back, they have forgotten. Oh, yeah, I need to turn my headlights on during inclement weather. Ah. I need to wear my seatbelt. Yes, oh, I forget to do these things. I've been sitting in my easy lazy boy at home relaxing. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot about seatbelts. They have been so used to reaching and picking up their phone when it when the phone dings and they get a text. Oh. Yes, so now they're driving. They're driving. They hear their phone go off. Oh, they're, it's their muscle memory automatically reaches for the phone. Yeah. So we have to recondition ourselves as drivers to make sure and check our vehicles, make sure that our vehicles are safe to drive after so many months of sitting still. Yeah. Are your tires dry rotted? If they are, you need to replace them. Do you have the proper tread depth on your tires? If not, you need to replace them. Mm-hmm. Windshield wipers are critical. If they're skipping or streaking, they need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. And these are things drivers just have not thought about for many, many months. Right. And if, you, and if it is inclement weather, your headlights are required to be turned on so that other drivers can see you. Mm-hmm. You may be able to see the roadway fine during during the day, during the midday when it's sprinkling or raining. You know, you may be able to see, mm-hmm. but can drivers see you? Right. And that's what we need drivers to understand. It's not that you can see, but can they see you? I remember seeing a car just recently. It was kind of a gray day, as it often is when it's starting to rain. It was overcast. It was a gray day. It started to rain, and uh, it was a gray car. And they didn't have their lights on. And I thought, oh, my goodness, yes. it, you are almost invisible right now. Gray is probably, uh, they say that what you wear the most is your favorite color. Uh, I guess mine would be tan and green as far <laughs> as my uniform. I wear it all the time. But when I'm home, my favorite color, I've noticed it's, it, it, it tends to be gray. I like a light shade of gray. Yeah. But I will not buy a gray vehicle simply because it blends in too much with the surroundings. Yeah. Urban areas. You know, you have wide stretches of roadway, concrete dividing walls, buildings, structures, everything along the roadways. If you're inside the inner part of the city, uh, it just blends too much with the shadowing. And then, then again, if you're not going to turn your headlights on mm-hmm. during inclement weather, you're only asking for a, a bad cocktail of problems. What color is your car? Purple? White. Bright white. <laughs> Bright white. <laughs> You're going to see it. And I, and I drive with my headlights on all the time. I do, too. I do. Bright, hey, it could be a bright, beautiful, sunny day. My headlights are turned on. Yeah. I, yeah. Mine as well. Uh, once I, I think probably first time I talked to you, you said something about that. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn those on. Uh, what are things that maybe we did get a little sloppy about? And I think maybe you said we forgot and got used to picking up the phone when it dings. Uh, other things that we need to kind of just focus on when we get in that car, just uh, yes, just focus on the fact that uh, you know, look over your shoulder before you change lanes. Yes, uh, me personally, I see a lot of drivers who will just change a lane and not look. Wow, they're in their own world. They've been in their own world in their apartment or their home for many months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have forgotten to look over their shoulder or check their mirrors. Or if they were driving during the pandemic, when most people were not driving they got used to having the road to themselves correct, correct. clear lanes they were used they got the, their memory their muscle memory 
uh, got accustomed to having a free reign of travel. Exactly. No, no, no one next to him, no neighbors to share the road yep. with. But we're back to sharing the roadway. So look over your shoulder, please, mm-hmm. and, and look in those mirrors, uh, the rearview mirror, both left and right side door mirrors, and just make sure that you're not entering into a lane and clipping another vehicle or sideswiping another vehicle. I noticed the other morning I was working the morning shift, and as I came in, I saw a car pull up on a side street to the one I was driving on, pulled up to that corner and almost just went because I think they're not used to traffic being it was so early, they were not used to having traffic on the road. They almost did that habit mm-hmm. of just kind of slowing down and then turning, and we would have had some, some trouble. You're 100% right. Uh, I've, I've experienced and seen numerous drivers come up to a stop sign and use it more like a yield, not even stop, because mm-hmm. they're so used to no one being there. Right. But really, the best rule of thumb, if you would, is drive as if there is a patrol car behind you. Drive as if there's a patrol car beside you. Whoa! That will because it's a world of difference when we, when we're in that marked unit and we're driving down the road and and someone sees us behind them, they're the safest driver on the planet. <laughs> but now we're in an unmarked car and they don't know we're behind them. It's it's NASCAR. <laughs> they're wide open. Yeah. They they they're they're not giving turn signals to indicate their lane change. They're coming over. Their cars are being forced off the side of the road. They're not stopping at stop signs. They're not even close to obeying the speed limit. Mm-hmm. So this is something that we as drivers, we all must do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, if you get injured, there's income being taken from your family True. if you can't work. At the end of the day, if you're killed in a car crash, there's in, there's income that's never coming back to your family. Right. And if you injure or kill someone, you're taking someone's life because of your negligence. Yeah. So we need everyone to understand that there are real serious consequences when you get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So brush the dust off. Read, read, you know, re- go over your driver's manual. You get online, look it up. It's easy to and read it and just common courtesy. Yeah. And uh, you know, we'll all get through this together. But we are we're right now at 658 fatalities in Tennessee. That is 145 more than 2020. Oh, wow. So we're on pace to be over 1,300 people killed if we stay at this rate in Tennessee. And hadn't we been kind of trending downward a little bit? We were, yes, ma'am. But now we're going back up. In March, uh, we have started seeing an uptick in these fatals. March of last year, we had 77 Mm -hmm. people killed in Tennessee on roadways. March of 2021, we had 106. So it's continued to go up to 129. In the month of April, from 75, and in May, it went from 92 to 115, and in June, it's gone from 110 last year to 127 people this year. Wow. So we're trending in the very wrong direction. Yeah. If you're just joining us, I'm Anna Marie, and this is Focus, and we're talking today about uh, safety on the road with Tennessee Highway Patrol Lieutenant Bill Miller. You said a moment ago, drive as if there were a highway patrol officer next to you, drive as if there were a highway patrol officer behind you. You made me think, when you see people and you're in an unmarked car and you see people driving crazy, do you pull them over? Oh, yes. So suddenly they're seeing the lights in this unmarked car and they're... The, and they're first, the normal, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I was right behind you. I was watching everything you did. I'm in a black Ford Explorer or I'm in a black Dodge Charger. I'm in a white or a gray or silver or, yeah. or even red or maroon, different color cars. We have, we have a little bit of everything. Uh we even have an aggressive, some aggressive driving vehicles, SUVs and uh, Ford Explorers and Dodge Chargers, four doors, that are, are unmarked to a degree, but they have ghost stripes on them. So you don't see the stripes until the light hits them a certain way. 
and then they're very reflective. Whoa. So those are our aggressive driving vehicles. So we're trying everything. We're, break, we're bringing all the tools out of the toolbox to try to get drivers to understand we're out here not for us, but for them. Yeah. We're out here not, not for us, but for their families. Because we all want to go home at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go knock on someone's door and explain to them that someone's and their family's involved in a crash and, and, and is injured in the hospital or, or, or even worse. Mm-hmm. So we're out here not for our benefit, but for the benefit of the state of Tennessee and everyone who drives in this state, everyone who visits this state and lives here. We're trying to make this a safer place to live and play and drive. What is an aggressive driving vehicle? What does that mean? It's a, it's a vehicle where it's it's operated very similar to a motorcycle. Motorcycles, uh, they when you're in, when you're on a motorcycle, you're typically not answering calls for service, such as any type of call that may come in. That will be relayed on to a to a trooper in a traditional patrol car. Right. And he or she will respond and take care of that call as the primary unit. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the motorcycle trooper he or she can respond back and assist. Mm-hmm. But when you're on a motorcycle, you're strictly out to patrol. You're out to look for aggressive drivers, reckless drivers, oh. DUIs. You're out look strictly for traffic enforcement. And the same principle goes with our aggressive driving vehicles. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, the lights are, are not visible. The blue lights are not visible. The striping is reflective. It is visible when the light hits it a certain certain way. At night, light can hit it and be reflective. Mm-hmm. But they're typically a solid color vehicle. And that trooper, when he or she's assigned to that vehicle, they're assigned to an area that has historically been seen an increase in traffic fatalities, traffic oh. injuries, DUIs, whatever the case may be. Yeah. That whatever unsafe incidents or actions are taking place, that trooper will be responded or will be dispatched out into that area, and he or she will do work nothing but traffic enforcement to try to get the word out to slow down. It seems like it, it must work for you guys to continue to do that. So it's kind of like word gets out that, uh, you know, I got pulled over there last week or whatever. Well, we use what they call predictive analytics. We developed that software uh, with IBM, and it's been a software that has been tremendously accurate for us, over 70% accurate in predicting historical. It takes historical data from crashes, DUI, drug, uh, fatality crashes, mm-hmm. injury crashes. It takes all of this information, even citations, and it crunches this this, this data, and it predicts in the future up to about 70% or more accurate as far as when and where, time, day, within a what four-hour periods. Oh. Yes, where another incident is likely to occur. It even takes into consideration past weather mm-hmm. uh, forecasts. It takes into consideration sporting events or uh Known special events such as like Mule Day down in Columbia, Tennessee, mm-hmm. everything. It, Titans football games. It takes in all of these different factors, and it will it will on a daily mm-hmm. to the hour to the pinpoint on the map, almost like a Google map, will tell you when and where, what time of day you need to patrol. Oh my goodness! <clears throat> so we made this we made this software available to all ninety five counties in the state of Tennessee. So every sheriff's department now has this information available to them. Mm-hmm. So we did that a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and we are seeing benefits from that. The problem is there's only so many law enforcement officers, and there's so many millions of more drivers. Yeah. So we can't we can't be everywhere. We can't we cannot stop or see or observe every driver who's who's driving recklessly. So we need you as a driver to understand that safety is is critical not only for us but for you and everyone. Mm-hmm. And if you do see someone driving recklessly, dial star 847, which is star THP. And if they're if they're hazardous, call 911. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned a minute ago the fact that if you crash your car uh, or hurt yourself, you've 
taken an income from your own family. If you hurt someone else or kill them, you've taken way more than that. But even if you crash your car or even if someone hits you and because you weren't paying attention and driving defensively, that's still going to ruin your day. Oh, totally. I mean, that's still going to take a lot of time. You've lost time. You've lost money. It's going to mess up your day at least, at the very least. It may put your car completely out of commission. At the worst, yes, at the minimum, you're going to be inconvenienced, mm-hmm. severely inconvenienced. And <clears throat> we all want to get from point A to point B. Yeah. We all want to get to, to work or to the movies or to our sporting event that our children are attending. We all want to get where we're wanting to go. What It doesn't matter if you're going to the park to just lay on a blanket and enjoy a beautiful sunny day. You want to get there. Yeah. So the, at the minimum, yes, you're going to be inconvenienced. Then there's going to be a crash on your driving record, whether you were at fault or whether you were not at fault. And as we as we said, you know, you could have your vehicle totaled, mm-hmm. you could be injured, <clears throat> or you could be you can be killed in this car crash. Yeah. So we really want drivers to understand the severity of what these actions can bring. One bad choice, one bad decision, can ruin your day, can ruin your life. It can take your life, or it can take the life of someone else. One bad choice. I notice that sometimes, sometimes when I'm riding with someone. I notice that they'll go ahead and they'll put their blinker on and they go ahead and make a lane change. But it makes me nervous still if there's a car in the other lane because I see a lot of drivers just sliding into that lane. No, mm-hmm. no blinkers, no warning, not really looking. And so it makes me nervous. I try and make sure that the other lane is clear as well, mm-hmm. just in case. I don't take it for granted that that person is going to follow the rules of the road because people don't i merge on international national i drive national interstates every day and i merge multiple lanes but yes if my lane next to me is clear and that's where i want to go mm-hmm. i always will scan over to the lane next to that lane to make sure there's not another driver trying to occupy the lane that i'm trying to get to at the yes. same time yeah. it may be clear for the moment it can quickly close and, and be filled by another vehicle from another another lane mm-hmm just as fast as you want to get there, that other cars want to get there as well. Yeah, and they may have forgotten to turn that blinker on. That, exactly. Can't just go. Well, I'm just going to turn into that lane. Well, it, it's again, it's it, look over your shoulder. We kind of have forgotten some of the rules as far as or some of the practices that we need to do as sure. drivers. Turn your turn signal on. Look in all three mirrors. Look over your shoulder. Don't take for granted that someone's going to see your turn signal. And if your and if your blinker is blinking fl- uh, fast on your dash, that means you probably have got a bulb out. And you may you may think you have a, a blinker that's blinking, mm-hmm. but it's indicating to you on the dash when it's blinking very fast that you have a bulb out. So here, you, m- most drivers may not know that. Yeah. So it could be a bulb, or it could be a flasher fuse, or in your dash, up in your dash. So here, you may thinking think that you're doing the right thing, but the driver behind you has no intention, no no clue what your intention is. Wow, exactly. Are there other things like that that maybe people don't know about? Like that was a good tip. The headlights. We talked about when your headlights are on or mm-hmm. your windshield wipers on. Make sure your headlights are on. And if it's inclement weather, it would be fog, rain, snow, spitting rain. Anything that's 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 considered inclement weather that mm-hmm. requires you to put your windshield wipers on, your headlights are required to be on. I guess we should probably really pay attention because I remember that I had a headlight out at one point. I guess we should probably pay attention like when we pull in to a building mm-hmm. where we can see the lights on that building. Just make sure you kind of notice that both lights are, are on. When I pull in my home every afternoon, I pull up to the, to the front to my house. I make sure both lights are on. I back up to I have another area behind me where I can check my, my taillights. I always oh. look to see if both both brake lights are on and both turn signals work. It's a habit I've had since I was 16 years old. Oh, wow. So, and, and that's something I try to instill in my children and my wife as well. Just simply because it just takes a few seconds to do. 
that's that's safety. Mm-hmm. Your brake lights, you want you want drivers to know. Give you a tip. Give you an example. You ask for tips. Your traditional bulb in your tail light has got two elements. Mm-hmm. One is a running light, and the other element is when you hit the brakes, will then light up, and that's your brake light. Right. If if the brake light element is burned out, the element for your running light will still work. So you may have a quote tail light, a, a red tail light. Right. But you may not have a brake light. Oh wow. So check your bulbs. Many places, such as your parts stores, there's numerous brand name parts stores that will change these bulbs for you for free after you Mm -hmm. buy the bulb. They'll change your battery if you have a weak battery. They'll even change your windshield wipers. They will help you maintain a safe vehicle. Mm -hmm. So just a quick walk around and check of your lights, turn signals. It is really priceless because what it could provide you in safety, you can't measure. Yeah. Any final thoughts? We're uh, Actually, we're about out of time. Just want to say that uh, DUIs are on the increase in Tennessee. Uh-oh. Uh, the driving crashes involving DUIs are on the increase in Tennessee. We got used to having a little bevy in the middle of the day. Evidently so. And and the common, the age groups that we're seeing are the most contributing factor drivers are 20 to 34-year-old males. Okay. So please, designate a sober driver. Wear that seatbelt. Never drink and drive. I tend to notice when people are driving aggressively or often not paying attention, there often is kind of an age range. Like if you look over to see who just did that weird not staying in their lane and meandering kind of thing, it tends to be a younger demo. Mm-hmm. And you can see them still looking down, not really not paying attention. So are there specific ages that do the most of the aggressive driving, the biggest contributors? Yes, ma'am. It's going to be your 20 to 34-year-old. Mm-hmm. Your male driver is the typical uh, offender. I know we're running out of time, so I'll, I'll stress to you and all your listeners, go to tn.gov slash safety, mm-hmm. and you can go into our uh, statistics. And you, as a parent, you can you can use what I've talked about, everything we discussed here today. All these statistics are there for you as a parent, as a driver, to go over with and refresh yourself as far as uh, seatbelt fatality is increasing, DUI crashes are increasing, reckless driving and distracted driving crashes are increasing. So educate yourself and then educate your children how they can be better drivers. Because, again, the first two weeks of July are the most deadliest, dangerous time for our teens on the Tennessee roadways. And we want to keep them safe. TN.gov slash safety. Our guest is Lieutenant Bill Miller with the Tennessee Highway Patrol. Thank you again for coming in. Thank you so much. We'll make sure and post those links also on our Focus Facebook page. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus. Focus.